over and over again this week, what I have been saying is that worship is not an event, it's an experience. And it's an experience that should lead us to obedience. And if it doesn't lead us to obedience, then we have to question, was it worship? So we're going to kind of unpack that today. I pray that this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, I want to make sure you know of two things that are helpful and free resources for you. The first one is my email list and some cool stuff's going to be happening with that in the next couple weeks. We're going to be including uh, journaling prompts for each of the episodes and some extra bonus material in there for you there. That's free. And then also on the Facebook group, it's the Christian Daily Bible Study Women's Facebook group. We have um, some video content that I've been posting. The Lord has been giving me messages for you guys specifically for that group and so I have been very real and raw and vulnerable and posting those without any makeup on the one day I didn't even make my bed I just recorded them as God gave them and so I just pray that those resources bless you if you want to be involved with that you can find this on Facebook it's free to join and then you can ask questions if there's questions you have about the podcast or more content that you want to see or you want to just need prayer or pray for somebody else it's a really good way to build community with each other so I would love to have you participate in each, in each of those. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Today is Friday. It is day five of our discussion on worship. And we're talking about worship in the context of spiritual disciplines, which are spiritual muscles really that we can uh, build up to help us grow in our spiritual lives and hear more clearly from God. And so today is is kind of a recap and a little bit of additional guidance on this topic of worship that we've been talking about. And we've also been talking about worship as an experience, not an event. And and by experience, we're talking about this posture of being in uh, constant communication with God and this holy expectancy where we are expecting to hear from God and we are looking towards this re- this ongoing dialogue in the context of relationship. And so Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians, he, he gives us direction to pray without ceasing. And so um, while we're talking about worship and this posture of worship, we also understand that there's this element of prayer, this ongoing dialogue and conversation between God. And um, 
I want to go through a, a list of sorts to kind of make sure that we are understanding in a concise way what I'm talking about this week and, and point us towards um, using worship as a way to hear God's voice more clearly. So first of all, we want to make sure that we are in uh, worship daily. And so, of course, that doesn't mean you're going to go to church daily. And like I said, we're not talking about worship necessarily meaning worship service at church. That can be worship, but I'm talking about this um this this sincere connecting between your spirit and God's spirit as worship. And worship can mean a lot of things. I mean, I a lot of times when I am writing, especially if I'm writing biblical content, that becomes a form of worship for me. And I will do the preparation and I will pray over it. And then when I sit down to write, there is this sincere interaction between me and the Holy Spirit that happens. It, it's an act of worship for me. And so worship can look different for different people. It, it depends on your unique personality and your temperament and the way that God give gave you different gifts, um, but but being in intentional worship on a daily basis is really the place that we need to start. And it doesn't have to be long. I mean, sometimes it's, it, it could be, you could pull up one song off of YouTube and clear your heart and focus on the Lord and 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 enter into this place of worship. Um, for me this week, since we took the kids back to school, it's the way back home from dropping them off. That's that's uh, 20 minutes that I enter into worship, and it's been really foundational for me to start my day off that way. So secondly, um, I think it's important to have many different experiences of worship. And I say this because I have experienced worship all over the world in lots of different places. We have done worship in the middle of a field where uh, a cow has literally walked through the, 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 the crowd of people. They had to get up and move because the, the cow wasn't stopping for anything. We've done worship on the streets of New York City. We've done uh, worship in the middle of a playground in an inner city neighborhood. We've done worship in the middle of the Bates in, uh, in, in the Caribbean. I mean, there's lots of different places to do worship. But there's something unique and special about having different kinds of experiences of worship. And so sometimes this might be worshiping alone and it's just you and God. And it's it's sometimes in those moments for me, I'm I'm on my face. I'm literally, I start off on my knees and I end up laying on the floor because I'm so overwhelmed with God's glory. And, and he will show me things in a different way when I'm alone. Sometimes it's worship in small groups. During the pandemic, we had just one other family that would come over on Sundays and we would have um, one guitar and just our families, our two families singing and worshiping God together. And some of those intimate small moments have were so impactful for us. Sometimes it's medium groups it's that, and that might be more of like your Sunday morning experience where you have 40, 50 people and it's still small enough that there's an intimacy there, but large enough that it it's representative of a corporate worship experience. I think sometimes it's helpful to have some mega gatherings, whether that is a mega church or like a conference or um, a concert that does some worship. Those are some really fantastic, amazing moments. And being part of that corporate worship experience, it reminds me of what heaven is going to be like, or, or it inspires me, I think, to think of what heaven will be like. And then I also think it's important to worship at different ages. Um, and I say this both because I have spent time um, ministering to the elderly population as well as young children and, and even babies. And I will tell you, um, you there there can be moments of, of really amazing worship, even with infants. 
Um, and, and while they might not necessarily understand your words in the physical, their spirits do. And so you can pray over babies or pray with babies and you can put on some worship music and you can spend some time engaging with worship, um, with, with even children as young as infants. And then the sincere, authentic, sweet moments that come with preschoolers worshiping Jesus. I, I've seen people healed in those moments. And then with your elementary school kids, the purity and, um, their ability to close out the voices of the world and and listen to God's voice um that there's such something so beautiful about that and then of course with different ages it comes different styles and um I used to really not like hymns until I got to maybe it's because I'm getting older I don't know don't tell anyone but as I I in the last couple years I've started listening to hymns and recognizing the wisdom and the um, the richness that's in hymns. And so it's really special to worship with older people that love hymns or even different kinds of expressions of worship. You know, when we go to Africa and there is worship where I mentioned this earlier this week, where they're, they're, they're putting chairs above their heads and they're dancing and there's maybe drum circles or flags or all sorts of things. Um, it is really important and valuable to have different experiences of worship because it shows us something. It shows us that God created us all uniquely and special and on purpose. And my way doesn't have to be your way and your way doesn't have to be my way because ultimately it's it's about how we as unique individuals interact with God. The third thing I would say is to prepare your heart for corporate worship. And so for most of us, that's going to be on a Sunday, maybe Saturday night. But but so many times I see people that are just like kind of going through the motions. They th show up for an hour of church on Sunday and then they go home and they forget about God the rest of the week. And those are often the people that say, well, I don't really hear from God. Instead, think of the experience you would have if you start even, okay, if you're going to go to church on Sunday morning, Saturday night, you start preparing your heart for worship. So we talked about holy expectancy. We can even start that ahead of time and say, okay, God, um, I'm really looking forward to the way that you're going to, to move on the behalf of your people tomorrow morning. And I'm going to pray for my eyes and my heart to be open. And and I think sometimes the, the mistake we make is that we pray for God to show up. God, God's never, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's never not there. The, the difference is, is are we tuning into his presence? Are we doing what we need to do to surrender our thought life and the sacrifice of praise so that we can focus in on what God wants to do in those moments? The fourth thing is being willing to experience God's power in the moment of worship. I will tell you that every time I've prayed for somebody to be healed and they were healed, it was uh, it was either during or right after a moment of worship. Every time I have prayed for somebody to be delivered from, from the, well, I'm just to be honest, from a demon, um, it's been during or right after a moment of worship. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that come to listen to this podcast from different theological backgrounds. And regardless of where you stand, I'm going to be honest in, in my life, the way that the persistent experience of God has operated in my own life. I have prayed in tongues. I have been, um, used by God to, to, um, pray for people to be healed and delivered and, and filled with the Holy Spirit. And that has happened, especially in other countries, while I've been praying in tongues. And I didn't set out to pray in tongues. Um, 
Well, since we're here, I'll tell you. It was a moment of worship. I was in Africa for the first time, and we were in... I, I kind of lovingly call it an upper room. We we had stayed at this hotel in, um, I don't remember what town we were in. We were probably somewhere near Nairobi. But we were in this um, room where we were all gathered. We were getting ready to go out into the local village to pray for people and to minister the gospel to them. Um, and we gathered beforehand and we had some time for worship. And I remember just thinking like, Lord, I just want more of you. I want, I want, I want more of you, God, like uh, put away anything that is any distraction in my heart and my mind and my body and my spirit. I want more of you, God. And in that moment, I experienced what the Bible talks about when it talks about uh, a prayer language or, or praying in tongues. And I remember like, um, thinking consciously like, oh, th this is real. Like this, like I've read about this in scripture. I've always wondered, like, are people faking that? Like, what is this all about? Um, for me, it was, it was a hundred percent sincerely a moment of worship that led to that. I wasn't trying to, to seek it out. It, it was some, it was a gift that God gave me in the moment. And I will tell you that later that afternoon, when I went out into the village, I, when I laid hands on people and I prayed for them, um, and I, and I prayed in tongues because that was a gift that God gave me in that scenario. Two things happened. Um, either people got healed or they heard me and they understood me in Swahili. I don't speak Swahili. I mean, I, I speak a little bit now, but at the time I spoke zero Swahili and they heard me in their own language. I'm telling you that this stuff is real. But it was not because I set out to say, okay, God, give me this gift. I want to amaze people or anything like that. I sincerely went to God and worship and said, God, fill me up. I want more of you. And that was a gift that he gave me. And that has happened throughout my life in, in various countries and various situations. It happens, I'll be honest, it happens more in other countries than it happens here um, as far as like healing and deliverance goes. And I, I think there's reasons for that. I think we're going to kind of talk about that in October a little bit. But But my point is this. If we are not willing to experience God's power, we're not going to experience God's power. If you are somebody that does not believe that God still heals, it's very highly doubtful that he's going to use you to lay hands on somebody for, and for them to be healed. And, and you know, we can get into healing down the road. Um, I believe that there are some people that are healed this side of heaven, and there are people that are healed on the other side of heaven, and it has nothing to do with their own individual sin or faith or lack of faith or any of that. I think it is 100% a gift of God's grace and his mercy. Um, and we can get into that later. But my point is, is I was willing to experience God's power. I was willing in a moment of worship to experience God's power. And as I asked God for more, that's what he gave. The, the fifth thing is that we want to cultivate holy dependency and not um, we talked yesterday about holy expectancy, and I don't want just holy expectancy, but I want holy dependency. And so those are those moments where we are dependent on God showing up. So when I am in a, a group of people, and I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where I was praying for that boy uh, who was deaf and mute to be healed. And there was a group of people around. I did not know what I was doing. And as I prayed for him and I laid hands on him, he was healed. Um, if God had not shown up, in that scenario, like I, w I was desperate. I didn't have any medicine. I didn't have any medical training. Nothing would have happened if God had not shown up. And 
while there have been times in my life where I have prayed for people that have not gotten healed, or I've prayed for the miraculous to happen and has not happened, um, it, it the moments that, that it has happened would not have happened if I did not create or cultivate this holy dependency where I was 100% dependent on God doing something. And it's been in those moments any of those times that God has done something like that, it's because I have been um, obedient to listening to God's voice and dependent on God's action versus my own action. The sixth thing is um, absorbing distractions. And so uh, the enemy loves nothing more than to distract us from God's plan and purpose for our lives. And so um, sometimes those moments when we are distracted, we can you know, get upset about them, get irritated by them. We can let them disrupt our own connection with God and instead absorb them. Those can be holy moments. Um, there was a time, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to use it real quick as an example. There was a time where we were having a worship service and we did not, um, anticipate this happening, but it ended up that there was a, um, power outage and in the power outage of course like of course our audio didn't work our video didn't work our you know sound system didn't work and it was dark out because it was like winter time and so we just gathered in the center of this room and as um people are starting to complain about this distraction somebody just started singing somebody just started worshiping and and instead of being irritated by the distraction, we embraced it and we absorbed it. And what ended up happening was um, actually the Lord gave me a message in tongues. And then um, occasionally what happens with me is I have a healing anointing. And so God, God gave me the opportunity to pray for several people that evening that got healed. There was one girl that was getting ready to go in for knee surgery and she ended up not needing the surgery. And I don't say that to boast of myself. What I'm saying is, is the openness to being willing to absorb the distractions. Those can sometimes be holy moments if we don't allow them to interrupt our, our communication with God. The seventh thing I would say is, um, and we talked a little bit about this, I think Monday or Tuesday, is the sacrifice of worship. Sometimes we don't feel like worshiping. Sometimes we feel like God is far away, or we feel like God isn't speaking to us, or we just are not feeling it. We're grieving. That was me a couple of weeks ago. Go anyway. Worship anyway. That's what we talk about um, when scripture talks about the sacrifice of praise. Um, we do it anyway, because in those moments when we experience God's presence, we receive healing for that apathy or maybe that bitterness or whatever it is that we're, we're struggling with at the time. And it teaches us something about God's nature and his character. Um, there's a quote by Isaac Pennington that I think uh, is really appropriate. And he talks about worship when people are gathered for, for worship. And he says that people are like a heap of fresh and burning coals, warming one another as a great strength and freshness and vigor of life that flows into all. And so it's kind of talking about this concept that we will refer to where uh, one log by itself cannot burn for very long. But when many logs are put together, even if they're not the best wood, they can make a pretty decent fire. And so, um, you know, even like Proverbs 27, I think it's verse 17 says, iron sharpens iron. So even if um, it's a rather dull life, it can help sharpen each other as we are in community with each other. And so just as we 
commit to having a holy expectancy and a holy dependency. There's this final piece that, that we want to put it all together in holy obedience. Because if worship doesn't propel us into obedience, then it's not worship. Because when we talked about this, uh, I think on the day that we talked about Isaiah, to stand before a holy God is to be purified because we are, our, our sinfulness is revealed and there's a purity that happens by being God's presence. And so um, you can't be as resentful about somebody when you're in the presence of God and you can't be as angry about something when you're in the presence of God and you can't be bitter when you're in the presence of God because being in God's presence purifies us of that. And so um, sometimes we need to leave our gift at the altar and we need to go find that other person and we need to set matters right with them and we need to resolve the thing that is burning on our heart. Um, but, but that obedience portion is a result of worship. And so in worship, um, there is this overflow, this change that happens in us that enables us to hear God's voice. And then the overflow is obedience. And so, um, that's what I want you to seek after. Um, it's not about drums or no drums. It's not about hymns versus choruses. It's not about any of that. It's about authentic interaction with Jesus, where we experience his glory. We experience God's presence. We experience his purity. And the result of that as an overflow is not just obedience, but a desire to tell other people about what he's done in our lives. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the way that you draw us into your kingdom through Jesus, through the way that you pursue us, through the way that you desire and long to be in close relationship with us. God, help us to enter into um, a season of worship in our lives where it's not just holy expectancy, but it's holy dependency. And it's not just holy dependency, but it's holy obedience. And that we would be obedient to the things that you're calling us to do. That it's not just about hearing your voice more clearly, but it's about a obedience to your voice because it, it does us no good to hear your voice if we're not going to be obedient. So God, I thank you for the strength and the ability to step out in faith as you push us and promote us and send us places um, that you've called us and prepared for us to go. And Lord God, I pray for my friend now that might even be um, curious or confused or put off maybe even about um, the giftings of the Holy Spirit and the way that you operate and the power that comes to the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would even right now minister to them and that you would reveal to them um, there's so much more of you that we don't even know. There's so much more to your power and to your provision that we don't even know. So God, I thank you for the way that you've revealed that in my own life, for the way that you continue to draw people in, for the way that you reveal yourself to your people. We thank you and praise you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, next week we will be coming back. I think it's going to be our last week in this 12-week series of spiritual disciplines. I can't wait to share it with you. You guys, I am so excited and overwhelmed. Um, the Bible studies have sold out on my website and Amazon and a bunch of other websites. I think there's like... Uh, 
a shortage everywhere because there's a paper shortage in the U.S. and there's a shipping crisis going on. But God is faithful, and we got word from our publisher that they will be printed at the in about two weeks, and they will be in my hands in about three. So thank you for praying. If you are looking for something to do in the meantime before you can get your hands on a copy, or if you've already finished the She Hears Bible Study, which there's a ton of you that have, there are extra resources on my website, uh, shehears.org, where you can get plugged into different things that we have available. There is um, Bible uh, journals where you can write and do the color method that I teach in the Bible study. There are note-taking Bibles. There are journaling Bibles. There are individual journals with individual books of the Bible. There is a five-year prayer journal that you can use with some of my prayer prompts. There's all sorts of things to help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And you can also email me, rachel at sheears.org, to be put on the list for pre-orders when those books get back into my hands. And, and if you want to order one, I'll save you a copy. So I appreciate the support and the love, and I pray that uh, these resources continue to bless you. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.